0: Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel.
1: Central Rappahannock Regional Library in this morning and uh, this is uh, one of our favorite shows because we talk about one of our favorite events that uh, takes place uh, around the region It'll be this year on uh, Saturday, November 4th the Rappahannock Writers Conference. Joy O'Toole is here Tracy McPeck here from the library. Good morning to both of you. Good to have you here this morning Good morning Good morning uh, joy this is this is sort of I see you once a year basically yes. and this is it this, this is, is it. this is a uh, this is a joy event
2: yes. Yes, I was um, fortunate enough to get in on the ground floor on this one, and um, I'm head of the conference committee, and I love it. I love what we do for our writers every year with this conference.
1: How did this all start? Because you do have a passion for this. I I tell people, when, when people ask, are you going to do a show on the, on the writers' conference? And I say, oh yes, Joy comes in every year and is so enthusiastic about this.
2: I just have a really huge heart for writers. I mean, if you think about it, um, the library is reliant on writers writing books. Yes. Right? So uh, we have this natural partnership with writers, and um, it's a great great way to give back to the writing community to have this conference every year. But it started probably a nine or ten years ago when one of the local authors, Tracy Hunter Abramson, um, and I were just discussing, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a conference in this area because people have to go to Richmond or they have to go to Charlottesville or Northern Virginia to get that kind of thing. We didn't have anything in this area at all. And, um, and so she and I started talking about it at that point. So seven years ago, we decided, let's give it a shot. Let's do a half-day conference, see how it goes. Um, we were hoping for 50 to 75 people, and we ended up with 140 and this was at the Porter Branch, so it we, it just overran the branch, um, and and so we were just like, wow, I think maybe this is a yeah. a gap in the community that we can fill, um, and that was the start of it. And um, Tracy Hunter Abramson's just been fantastic from the get go. She has helped me to figure out how to do this and uh, give me, you know, tips on making it work better, or if things aren't working well, or just advice. So she has been great in helping me with this. Um, And, you know, over the years, it's grown. We've moved to a couple different places outside the library. This year, it's a Germana Community College down um, off um, exit 126, of the the highway and in the massaponics area and it that's a great building we yeah. love our partnership with them um they have the perfect space for the conference so we're really excited to be there again this year well
1: this has really become a kind of a writer's area i, I look always at the list that you have of, of people that are on on different panels and involved and i recognize them either from from books i've read or from People that have come in here. there are a lot of there are a lot of writers.
2: There are a lot of here. writers in this area. Yes. um there's a huge author population. and that is why I wanted to do this because, you know we have a lot of things for artists here in Fredericksburg mm-hmm. and even music. Even the musicians have a lot of venues, but the writers really didn't have a whole lot. And it was funny because we thought of this about the same time that the Fredericksburg Independent Book Festival got started as well. And it was like great minds thinking alike. Oh, this is a gap that we would like to fill. And so they fill it by having that event every year. And the library is helping to fill the learning aspect of the writing life.
1: You mentioned that about uh, music. There's there's music on the steps. The Tracy you're involved,
2: yes,
3: with mm-hmm. with
1: music on the steps. Mm-hmm. I out with that. Yeah, this could be called reading in a room.
3: Ah, I mm-hmm. like that. So Ooh. you know, <laughs> just, awesome.
1: just a thought. Just a thought. <laughs> just add a little add a little spice to, to this.
3: I like the alliteration.
1: Yeah, I do yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> so no, but this is this really is has gotten to be a big deal, and yeah. the, the number of people that come and plan on this yeah. and gotta make you feel good oh it does um in fact we
2: filled out we filled up already um
1: we're in the waiting
2: list at this point for the adults uh the teens there's still room um but the the adult sessions we've got a waiting list because people just get so excited and they want to make sure they can come Mm -hmm. and so we filled up i think this is the earliest we filled the Ever mm-hmm. um, and people are just so excited about it, um, and and they're really excited this year uh, for our keynote speakers. Um, Kim B. Miller is going to be doing our morning keynote. She is a uh, the Prince William poet laureate, and she does spoken word poetry, and she is the best person I have ever heard ever. Doing spoken word poetry. I mean, she really? just draws you in. She gets the whole place humming. Practically, we had her just do a couple last year, um, just as kind of in between and the whole room was just hanging on her she's amazing she's dynamic she's fun but she really gets to your heart too so i am so looking forward to hearing her speak this year um so that's going to be really exciting
1: to be able to do that is 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 really a gift because i took some as an english speech major in college i remember taking some some interpretive uh poetry kind of classes and it's just it's really difficult
2: it is Hmm. it is and she she just she just knows what she's doing and um, is wonderful at it and has a real heart for people. And that comes through in what she's doing. And then our midday uh, keynote speaker is we're so excited about this. Uh, S.A. Cosby is coming. Um, now, he is a New York Times bestseller. His book, Razor Blade Tears, uh, is that right? M- mm-hmm, razor Blade right. Tears, um, that has been optioned for a movie. I mean, he's a big deal. He's a Virginia author. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but You know, trying to get a hold of somebody like that is really hard. But Rick Pullen, who's on the conference committee and is one of our local authors, he knows Sean. And so he saw him at a conference and said, hey, you want to come talk, you know, at this writers conference? And he's like, sure. So he's coming and uh, he's going to be doing our midday keynote. um, And we're very excited about him coming.
1: The uh, Repentic Writers Conference, our focus this morning with uh, Joy O'Toole and Tracy McPeck, who will also talk about a few other library things, too, as we go along this morning. We'll take a break and come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA.
0: Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel.
1: It is the Central Rappahannock Regional Library, and this morning, uh, Tracy McPeck, Joy O'Toole is here. Joy is the Adult Services Programmer at the Howell Branch, and Tracy, the Adult Services Coordinator, with the Central Rappahannock Regional Library, but Joy, to me, you're always you're you're the Rappahannock Writers Conference. <laughs> that should be that's needs to be part of your permanent titles. since this <laughs> is such a such a big deal, this this must take a lot of coordination. I mean, you this doesn't something that you just roll out of bed in on September first and say, "Let's put this together." This is a this would take some some doing and yeah. a lot of people helping you out. Obviously, oh too.
2: absolutely. Uh, we start planning this in January or February every year. Uh, We, you know, get the venue and start talking about theme and talking about who we want for keynote and things like that. So we start early. Um, Every month has things that we need to do because we need to lock in speakers by April or May, early May at the latest. Yeah. um, Because people have busy schedules. Um, So yeah, so we start, you know, the beginning of the year and it takes us the full year. So we usually get December and January kind of off and then we start again. Um, But yeah, I have some great Great help um, with the committee and with some local authors who really make a big difference. And Tracy here, um, our adult services coordinator, has been just so supportive and helpful in doing this every year. Uh, we couldn't do it without her oh, help. Thank you. No, it's really true. It's I really true. Say that. <laughs> well, well,
1: well, well, Tracy too. For the for, as, as adult service coordinator, this is probably th- to have a, have an event like this. This is a big time event.
3: Oh yeah, it's major, and I really can't take credit for. of it, Um, I can help, you know, provide some guidance and approve budgets and things like that, Um, make sure the contracts get signed. But really, it's Joy and the other conference committee members at the library, as well as in the community, like Rick and Tracy Hunter Abramson, who make the magic happen. So I really can't take credit, but, you know, they're the work that they do is just amazing. Well,
1: and this is the kind of event, as, and especially as, as it keeps growing, uh, joy that you get. Uh, just this is a great thing for these authors to come to. They it gets it gets their word out, but and and you you get such big names, and you've got so many authors. Like he's like the just the, the one of the keynotes that you know. New Rick Poland, so yeah, people know people, and that's that's how this all works. It all
2: works by who knows whom, yeah, exactly. Which is how we have done it all along. So we are growing kind of organically on purpose. So we'll say every year to the speakers we've had in the past, "Do you know somebody else who would like to speak at Mm. the conference?" Now the beauty of it is that the majority of these speakers are coming and speaking for free. We don't pay them for this. We give them lunch. We give a chance to sell their books but there this is a marketing opportunity for them but it also allows some of the newer authors our less experienced authors to kind of get their feet wet in speaking Um, so it's it's a good thing for them to kind of get that oh they now have this on their resume that they did a talk at such and such because that will then allow them to do it other places too so it's really a a mutual benefit between the writers and us um, putting it on. And so that has been really great to see some of them really grow in their speaking as well.
1: The other thing you, you, have, you have to think of is just the people that, that, that come and get inspired by some of these stories and decide, I want to become a writer. And this, this is you give people a path to do that.
2: Absolutely, and that—that's the beauty of this. Is um, you know, this is this is a free conference um, for people to attend. It's obviously you know it does have some cost to it. Um, we keep the cost down because of sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, that Tracy's going to talk about those and uh, our sponsors in just a minute. Um, the fact that most of the speakers are speaking for free, um, so we do keep the cost down for us, but we want this to be completely free for the community because if somebody's just getting started, they may not have the money for this. Yeah. And writers' conferences can be quite expensive. Um, but this gives them an opportunity to learn the basics of the craft, um, plus some publishing and marketing ideas um, that we try to have every year um, from people who are experienced and can give them kind of a path towards publishing. You know, how do you do it? Um, what are the different ways you can do it? And things like that. And it does inspire people, and people go on and they, they, They write books and come back to the library and show me the books they've written. And it gets really exciting then.
1: How exciting must Mm -hmm. that be? It's
2: really awesome. I've I've had several people bring back books signed to me, thanking me for help and, um, you know, putting them in the collection and getting pictures with me with their books. And it's just Mm -hmm. so fun. I can't begin to tell you how fun it is to see them. You
3: know, I just... The other thing about it being free is that it is in line with the library's mission, which is to provide lifelong learning for everyone in our community. And the fact that we strive to make everything free for our customers, that we're able to do this with such a large conference is really wonderful.
1: Oh it is. I mean because most most events with the library are free. Mm -hmm. And this this is just like it's 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 a library event. This is this is what you do.
3: Yeah. And I wanna shout out now to our sponsors to make all of this possible. So our platinum sponsor is germana community college they have donated the space this is our third year at A germana second year at germana. Second, mm-hmm. second year coming up at germana so they let us use the space for free and they provide technology support so they actually have hmm. somebody that helps manage all of the technology needed in the different rooms and without that support you know it really would be so much more expensive And then, of course, all of the um, writers or speakers that donate their time to us. And then we have additional sponsors. So we have Topside Federal Credit Union. Um, They donate notebooks and
2: pens, right? Um, Folders. Folders Folders and pens.
3: Folders and pens. Uh, Scrivener, which is a vendor of um, some really great book editing software, is that right? It's writing software. Writing software. Yeah,
2: so it's very popular with with writers um, because you can do so much with it and um, you can then um, take it and put it in any format you need depending on what an editor or publisher needs. It's it's fantastic, I own it, I've owned it for years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I reached out to them on purpose because I know how great it is. So they give us two free um, sets of Scrivener every year to give away. To people. Mm
3: -hmm. Yep. And then we have some other things. uh, Discover Stafford, which is the Stafford Museum and Cultural Center, has some giveaways that we'll be handing out at the conference. And then Books a Million has been a great partner selling some of the books that um, are nationally published, like Essay Cosby's Mm -hmm. books will be available. And Sarah Warburton Mm -hmm. is one of our speakers. And I know her books will have to be sold through Books a Million as well. So they've been just wonderful to work with for events like this. Yeah. So we, we couldn't do all of that we do without these wonderful sponsors.
1: This is a great thing to have in this community, too. Mm-hmm. That You don't yeah. have to go to Charlottesville or Richmond or Northern Virginia to make the drive or even out of state. You right. can go to those if you want, but there's one right here yep. for yes, you.
2: Exactly. And, you know, I've gone to ones that are elsewhere and um, driven to them. So you've got the gas. Sometimes you have to pay a hotel overnight. Yeah. And then, you know, plus the cost of the actual conference. Um, that can get really expensive really fast. And we, it's very important to us that everybody have an opportunity uh, to learn to write and to become a published author if that's their desire and dream without that cost if possible and that's particularly true for our teen writers so we have a teen track specifically for them and uh, this year we have eighteen signed up, which is fantastic. Mm. That's our next generation of writers. Yeah. And we really want to pour into them to see them grow as writers so that they, when they become adults, they can then be, you know, producing these books for the next generation. So we're excited about our teen track this year.
1: Yeah, to be able to be a teenager and start thinking about this. Yeah, absolutely who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It'll make them a better student for one thing, yeah. but also just you know as as they as, as they go along it, it just to have that knowledge
2: yes exactly
1: this is this is uh, such such good stuff again it is uh, it's it's uh, you mentioned it's sold out right now there's a waiting list for on on the adult side
2: right the adult in person uh, in per, we right. do we ha- we do have a waiting list we have room in the teen in person and we do have a virtual track so if people can't come in person or they want to sign up for that um, in case the in person doesn't open up for them, um, we do have a virtual track where we stream the two keynotes for people, everybody mm-hmm. on the virtual track, and we have four uh, sessions for just for them. You know, they're they're not they're not key they're not streamed in from the uh, the in person we've created a track just for people coming virtually. Oh um, wow. Yeah, okay. so so that so that there's five sessions in each of the session hours. Um, there's three for adults in person, one for teens in person and then a virtual session. So um, it's over the course of the day there are 20 20 Workshops, basically.
1: You have thought about it all. Yeah. You have have everything covered. We're trying
2: to reach as many people as we can um, because some people can't come because of they have a caregiving situation or physically they can't come Mm -hmm. or they have to work that day. It gives everybody an opportunity to come if they want to.
1: One of the other takeaways, as we have talked about this, is if this is something you do really want to come to... Next year when you see the sign-ups and when you see it starting to be mentioned, you need to sign up. Yes. You don't need to wait. on the, This is one that you, past history tells you it fills up.
2: It does. And um, what – last year we started something new just as an experiment and we're continuing this year, which is people had said, you know, could this be a two-day conference? So on Friday night we actually have small mini hands-on workshops. Um, that – filled up within three weeks this year. Um, it is mm. so popular. Uh, we have to keep that smaller since they're small and hands-on. And this year we have some authors who are going to be doing uh, some feedback on people's first five pages. So that's a huge thing to get that kind of feedback from published authors. Yeah. Um, so that that's actually filled up and has a huge waiting list this year. So yes, That's the kind that one particularly you want to sign up the first week or you may not get in because that one literally filled up with a waiting list within two to three weeks of us uh, putting it up.
1: So, what's the, the, you've got? you got these these authors will read the first five pages of something that you've done
2: exactly. So, we had 18 people sign up for that this year. It's our first try at this, yeah. and they had there are four author mentors who are reading the first five pages of whatever work they're trying they would like to publish, and then they're going to meet with them and give them feedback on those pages during the Friday night workshops.
1: What a great idea, I know. though! Isn't
2: that a great idea? Yeah, it would
1: be a little, I mean, it. It would be a little intimidating, and it could be deflating, but you need to, sometimes you need to hear that kind of thing. You
2: do. It's very important to get feedback when you're writing. Uh, that's why we have writer's groups. We actually have writer's groups that meet throughout the month, and that's the whole point of them is to get other eyes seeing things to get feedback on your writing because the only way you're going to improve in writing is to get feedback. Um, and so those go year-round, the writer's groups. We have inklings groups that meet um, three times a month, um, to in, either virtually or hybrid, so mm. you can come in person or you can come online, and that's the point: is to get people writing and getting feedback on their writing so that they can improve and publish if they want to.
1: Interesting. I this is you've you've created a you've created a monster here that's more than just a, a one day thing. <laughs> yeah. But you really are helping area authors yeah. or, or would be authors to be able to do it, and, and I'm sure a lot of these these authors that are involved they want to be a mentor
2: they do and that they they volunteered to be mentors um that was yeah. what was really exciting is when i sent out the call to the speakers for the conference and said does anybody want to do this i had four of them just immediately jump in and say we want to do this um so they they've already got the pages i've sent those out to them and they are they've assigned mentors and they're reading right now so that they can give that feedback next friday night
1: wow a lot, of, a, a lot going on with this Are are you a writer at all
2: Yes, yes, I okay. write myself. Yeah, I have I have a website and a blog and I'm writing a book. So um, so it's dear to my heart as well. Yeah. yeah. So
1: what 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 kind of what, what's your general area? What, what what do you try to write? Is, is it is it fiction, nonfiction? It's that nonfiction. Kind of thing? Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing. Um, it's kind of a history slash memoir about my grandparents um, in the 1930s. Uh, oh, okay. And my grandfather drew uh, pen and ink drawings on envelopes of all the different things that were happening during the 1930s, and so I'm using those um, as illustrations to talk about what life was like back then. Um, Um, and using my grandparents kind of as an example of what what it would look like to live during the 1930s. Um, So it's really fun. It's a fun project. I've been working on it for a few years and Having a good time with it.
1: Oh, it does. It sounds it sounds fascinating, and that's the that's really the beauty of having something like this or having some some mentors around. It gives you ideas. I would have a- never thought of something like that. Absolutely, yeah.
2: yeah. And and you know the writers group has been great in just giving me feedback on structure and things like that. Um, you know that that's the thing is you can you live in your own head as a writer, but you can get really stuck. So to have somebody else to help you to see that makes a huge difference and that's why things like the writers group and the writers conference make such a difference in P- in writing lives because it's not something that you can do completely alone yeah. um, you know a- any author I've talked to talks about the authors in their lives that have come alongside and helped them whether that's in a writers group or in a conference like this where they got to know somebody or when they you know got started self-publishing a group that they got involved with with that or you know an editor or an agent everybody has people who have supported them and helped them along the way and that's what we're trying to set up at the library is to help those writers to find that kind of community
1: just the person that can just say have you ever thought about that, yes yes
2: yes Yes. because no one person can think of everything
1: right right (laughs) Tracy again for you for, for you, I'm sure, just as adult services coordinator, this just makes the whole adult services part of the library that much stronger.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean just to offer something so robust and to yeah. help so many people The work that Joy has done to build our writing community, not just with the conference, but the Inklings writers groups, as she mentioned, and just cultivating relationships with local writers has been really valuable to adult services and to the library in general. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's just a wonderful portion of our department, our adult services. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: The, uh, Rappinick Writers Conference. It's Saturday, November the 4th at Germanic Community College the Spotsylvania Campus. Joy O'Toole, Tracy McPeck here. If you're interested, the virtual part of this for the adult side is, uh, you can, you can sign up for that. The, uh, the, the, the in person part has already sold out more on news talk 1230 wfva at
0: 831 from the fredericksburg dot today online news studios this is news talk 1230 wfva fredericksburg a centennial broadcasting station focused on fredericksburg cool. this is town talk on news talk 1230 wfva hear the show anytime by subscribing to the town talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform And now here's your host Ted Schubel.
1: The uh, Rappahannock Writers Conference. Our main uh, focus this morning with the uh, Central Rappahannock Regional Library and Joy O'Toole here, the Adult Services Programmer at uh, Howell, and uh, Tracy McPeck, the Adult Services Coordinator with the Central Rappahannock Regional Library. A couple of things that we we've got some other library things to talk about, and we will get to that. But a couple of things we were just we were talking about uh, off air. Joy, there are there are a number of besides the writers conference, I mean there are a number of other opportunities. You you the the library really is involved in in nurturing and in, in giving helps to, to area authors.
2: Absolutely. Uh, in fact uh, local authors, we have a brochure any a- local author can walk in and, and get this. Um, if you're a published author um, you can donate a book to be put in the system um, and we will actually catalog it and put it as part of the system, So the library system so that people can check it out um, so you can get your book read throughout the community which is really a fun thing that yeah. we do for local authors. And we also have what we call Lobby tables. Where people, local authors, can sign up to go to one or more of our branches and have a table in our lobby um, and bring their books to sell and meet the public so that people have a chance to. Um, be exposed to their writing, um, talk to the author themselves, and find out more. Um, and it's a way for the author to not only market their work, but just get to know their readers. As, so it's, it's, it's a really fun networking thing for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then twice a year, we have a virtual behind the page is what we call it. It's an author panel that we stream live on Facebook in February and July. And these authors come in and they talk about the writing process. So they talk about their most recent book that they've published, but they talk about the writing process and what's involved. um, And they talk about their books. So that's great for readers and writers because you get to hear about new books that are Mm. coming out that are from local authors, but you also get to hear about, you know, how does this process work? Um, And maybe that will also inspire some new writers who are like, oh, I, I could write something like that yeah so yep. that's really fun
1: you, you do really go way well beyond the the, the, the writers conference is the is, is the big deal but you do all kinds of things all year round
2: yes yes for uh, those. we we're supporting local authors every 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 day um, this is not something that is just the conference it is definitely a system-wide and um, just really important thing like I said to partner with the local authors that we have
1: well in 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 the writing world, it has there's so much has changed with self-publishing and the way marketing works and in everything. There's just so much to be gained. By whether it's the conference or just some of, some of these these other things, because a, a lot of people w- might be interested in this, but it can be it can be just kind of overwhelming to think: How do I do it? How do I get started? What what where
2: would I go? Right, there are so many paths to mm. publishing. Yeah. Um, in fact, last spring, um, a colleague and I did a self-publishing workshop specifically to help people navigate how to self-publish a book, uh, because we know how because it changes. So even we had done it a few years before, but even we had to update it because things had changed even Hmm. in those few years. So that's a huge new market, but you also have to be very, very careful because there's a lot of people out there who prey on people who want to write. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and so you have to be really, really careful that you're not um, getting involved in being sucked in by one of these vanity presses that's gonna charge you a lot of money and nothing's really gonna happen. So there are legitimate ways to self-publish that don't cost an author tremendous amounts of money. Um, so you don't have to just traditionally publish anymore. There are indie presses that are small mm-hmm. that will help. Um, and then you can do full self-publishing where you're in control of everything. Um, which for some people, that's what they want. They wanna be completely in control of the process. And so that, that's their opportunity. So we try to address all of those things in our programming and in the conference.
1: Good stuff. Um, so I guess, Tracy, to find out more about all of this, librarypoint.org is always your kind of your launching point for, for anything that's, that's going on. If you've got questions with the library, Absolutely. go to li- librarypoint.org. Yeah,
3: librarypoint.org.
1: And in, and in this case, I'm sure there's a there's a backslash or something for yes. Writers Conference it, or something, but just go to librarypoint.org.
3: Yeah, and you can search in the search bar, yeah. um, but it's librarypoint.org slash writers dash conference. So that will take you directly to the conference page where you can uh, register for the virtual or team tracks and find out more about the speakers and things like that. And then we have our Ask Us button. So if you click Ask Us, um, it'll take you ways to contact the library staff mm-hmm. through chat or email and any, you can ask your questions and we'll make sure you get the answers.
1: Well, just to show Joy that you, how much you have done, I mean, when you were talking about the, the writing software, Again, that would be just something I would never think of, but something like that just can really help you and and, and and save you a lot of save you a lot of time and maybe heartache as you're as you're trying to you know put a book together.
2: Sure, I mean that that is, it is wonderful. Um, a lot of authors just use Microsoft Word. In fact, we're having one of our virtual uh, workshops for a shout out for this because it's really great is an author is going to show how to use microsoft word in order to write your book Hmm. Um, and that's what that whole workshop is about and so people who want to get started and you know you can get microsoft word for free um, by signing up for a microsoft OneDrive account so they don't even have to pay for this this is is a great way to get started when you're starting out you don't want to spend a lot of money Um, you want to try to get into it without spending a lot of money and this is going to be one way that we can get those really new writers getting started um, with something that they will know learn how to format and learn how to use it properly as a writer.
1: Joy O'Toole here, Tracy McPeck here from the Central Rat Regional Library. We're uh, focusing mainly on the Rat Writers Conference, but there are some other things going on. A a book launch, speaking of uh, writing Tracy McPeck, um, Rachel's Dream.
3: Yes. Okay, so this is super exciting. Uh, it has been a process that's been going on for several years, and this is the culmination of this big project. There um, was a woman, Ruth Coder Fitzgerald, who's very known in the Fredericksburg area for being a historian of African-American history. Yeah, I've seen the name. She had, yeah, she had written a, public, a book called A Different Story, A Black History of Fredericksburg, Stafford, and Spotsylvania that was published in 1979, um, and that was the first to share our region's history from the African-American perspective. Well somebody brought a book into our Virginiana local history room at the Fredericksburg branch about five years ago. And it turns out it was a manuscript of a young adult novel that Ruth Fitzgerald had written. And she said, I think this might belong here. So Nancy Moore, who was the Virginiana room specialist at the time contacted, um, Ruth's daughter, Rebecca Lipscomb and asked, you know, you, could we look into maybe getting this published? Mm -hmm. So then we were able to pursue a grant through the Community Foundation of the Rappahannock River to edit the book, um, you know, type it up, edit the book, and turn it into a published book. And so it's taken several years, you know, with COVID getting in the way and and things like that. There are a lot of collaborators on the project. So um, Steve Watkins and um, Linda... Somebody else. A couple editors helped edit the book. Um, We had Dr. Marcy Catlett, the Fredericksburg School Superintendent, with the introduction to the book. Hmm. And we had a local African-American artist do the cover art. Then it was designed, you know, put together by our graphics department head, Anna Lowry, put into Kindle Publishing, and finally is published into an actual book that people can purchase. Um, So the book is geared toward younger readers, And it's about a girl named Rachel Lane, who's 12. She dreams of becoming a teacher. But as a free black child living in Fredericksburg in 1832, her dream is not really likely to become reality. Right. She's not enslaved, but she lives in a white-controlled society that maintains many restrictions on black people, whether or not they're free. And she has to hide the fact that she can read or write because it's um, illegal for black people to be illiterate. Um, So... Then this is the story of you know how Rachel is navigating life in Fredericksburg in the 1800s as a free African American girl and how her life builds like she as she's navigating the dangerous border between freedom and slavery. So a, that's a little a snippet yeah. of what the book is about. And so after all of this work, we finally have published the book and we're having a reception. Inviting the project's collaborators to get together and celebrate the fact that this book has now been published.
1: How? What a find! I know,
3: I know. It's so exciting. And then yeah. Rebecca Lipscomb, um, Ruth's daughter, has just been absolutely fabulous to work with. We were hoping she'd be able to come in person, but she can't. She lives in um, uh, out west somewhere, and I think okay. she's going to zoom in and hopefully say a few words. So, yeah, it's on um, Monday, November 13th at the Fredericksburg branch from 530 to 7. We'll have some refreshments and lots of area people are invited to come out and celebrate the publication of this work.
1: This is, you know, this is just, this is terrific. I mean, this is, you yeah. know, finding something in a drawer or something yeah. that you never thought, you didn't even, you didn't even know existed.
3: No, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. exciting.
1: And it, it just, it, it, it gives you a glimpse into a time where we, we don't have a lot of information on the, on right. a, especially a, a, a personalized story like that. Exactly.
3: And then you know the writing the Ruth's intent in writing the book was to appeal to younger audiences mm-hmm. to help make black history more accessible especially for older elementary and middle school students so we're hoping you know at some point we can collaborate with the schools on on spreading the word on this but in the meantime you know we've it's just been a long time coming like we got the grant several years ago yeah. before I even started in my job so I've been here five years now.
1: So you've been working on this. You've been oh, yeah. working on this ever I was since a, you came yes, here. Yes, and
3: I really can't take credit for it because it was instigated by previous adult services coordinators, and Nancy Moore really was the driving force behind all of this. Um, and Lisa Gray, our planning and development specialist who helped us get the grant. So there were lots of people that helped make this project a reality and turned it into an, an actual physical book. And I can't find my copy. I think I gave it away. I was going to bring it for you to see, but... Oh, I look. It's remarkable.
1: I was going to say, and and so much we we know so much about the Civil War, and we know so many stories. But when you talk about Fredericksburg, eighteen thirty-two, that really is a a, a time where we don't have a lot of Mm -hmm. a a lot of information on that. And to get get, to get a look at this, this is this is good stuff. So Monday, November thirteenth, at the downtown library, five thirty to seven. Yep. Is is when that takes place couple other things you had that we, 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 um, we have talked about it before, the Teen Stop Motion Contest.
3: Oh, yes. So the Teen Stop Motion Contest is, uh, I think, just about wrapped up. And if you're not familiar with stop motion, they're basically little videos where you stop and start. So if you have- It's a lot of work. Like a Lego character and you make it move, and then you take a- you know, a little bit of film, and then you do have to move, move more. Take another, so anyway, and ends yeah, up being I think like you do some a character things. that walks. Yep. So there was a contest that teens were able to participate in, and there's a viewing party coming up. So that's going to be Thursday, November 9th from 6 to 7 at the Howell Branch. And the judges of the contest are digital arts and animation professors from UMW and Germana Community College. So if you want to come out and see some really cool – stop motion art they by are teens. so good come it's, to the reception and it's an annual contest every fall so if you know teens um, that might be interested have them keep an eye on Library Point later next year yeah mm-hmm. no it's
1: it's good it's, it's very good stuff I, I, I don't know how they do it I know here's something I did not know about and it excites me <laughs> the uh, Friends of the Library, the Friday before Thanksgiving sale.
3: Yes. I
1: didn't know this even was a thing. Oh,
3: it was a totally a thing. I think we did it last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: I missed but that, it. That's okay. I, my life is centered around the spring and the fall sales that go for for several days. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was this one-day sale.
3: Yeah, so it's Friday, November 17th from 10 to 6 at the Friends of the Library Center and Bookshop which is located at 125 Old Greenwich Drive Suite 150 in Fredericksburg so it's off Lafayette Boulevard and if you haven't been to the bookstore it's oh. amazing Oh, we love oh. it it's got such a great selection of books and this is a good time to pick up stuff for the holidays because yeah. some of the donations that we get that we then sell are in mint condition yes. some are really recently published and they'll
1: see they'll see the corner of how much that book cost mm-hmm. and they'll think you paid 35 dollars exactly. for a book and you might have paid a dollar
3: yeah they'll never know so you can get all of your holiday shopping really cheap done at the front of the library store <laughs> mm-hmm. or just buy stuff for yourself to read or mm-hmm. buy cookbooks if you like holiday cooking there's always that. there's things like dvds it's just amazing um and for that special sale you get 20 percent off all of your purchases hmm. so not only are they cheap they're going to be extra cheap
1: that 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 mm-hmm. store, even when there's not a sale going on, is like you say because there's so much stuff there that's just it's it's in in mint condition.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's constantly fluctuating. So even if you're a regular yeah. customer of the oh, store, it always changes. Keep coming back because old you know stuff goes out as people buy it. New stuff comes in as it gets donated. And the volunteers that work there and our friends of the library president Candace are just amazing at maintaining it and organizing it and making it it's just such a cozy little shop with tons of gems
1: i never was big on the coffee table books mm-hmm. i have so many of them now <laughs> about lincoln and baseball and it, there's i have too many i have I, I have no self-control you
3: can make a coffee table out of books
1: oh yeah
2: yeah oh fun yeah yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that, <laughs> I did not know the, that Friday before Thanksgiving, uh, November 17th, 10 to 6. Yes. G- usually the stores open till like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. This yeah. this will be a little bit different. Yep. It's
3: normal hours are 10 to 2 Monday through Friday.
1: Tracy McPack here, Joy O'Toole here. Central Rappahannock Regional Library has been our uh, focus. Librarypoint.org for more information. We'll take one final break and come back and uh, talk again and give you a few more details about the Rappahannock Writers Conference that is uh, coming up on the
0: 4th. We'll do that
1: on News Talk 1230 WFVA.
0: This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel.
1: That. It is the uh, Central <laughs> Repunic Regional Library here this morning. Tracy McPeck and, uh, and Joy, Mc, uh, Joy O'Toole here. Before we get out of here, Joy, you were just telling me about a, uh, a, a something that uh, a program that you're going to have in in December about planning. On the face of it, at first, I thought, oh, that sounds dry and boring. But you made it sound so interesting.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Well. Um, A couple of us at the library are really into planning and planners um, and the reason is we really want to achieve goals and we've discovered that by writing them down and actually breaking them up month to month, um, it helps us to to break it down into small enough steps we can, can do that and we can achieve goals like writing a book. Or doing you know, something else that you really want to do with your life. You want to hit this, this goal, you know, five years down the road, but that's huge, and how do you break it up? Well, we're gonna go into the planning process and different kinds of planners you can use. Um, and it's Amy Dillon, who works at one of our Westmoreland branches, and I are gonna do this in person this year um, on December 5th at the Howell Branch. And so we're really excited about it because we want to encourage other people who want to do great things with their. 2024, you know, here are steps that you can take to achieve those goals that you want to achieve. And that really excites people because they feel overwhelmed or they, they set something up on January 1st and by January 10th, they've quit. Um, but we're yes. we're we're trying to give them the tools that they need to not quit and to actually achieve those things they want to achieve. Um, and I've I've seen I've been hanging around the planning community. It's a huge community, by the way. Um, and I've watched people you know set up to actually run a marathon because that's what they've always wanted to yeah. do. And so they plan it out and they they achieve it because. They plan it out. Um, and again, writers do this kind of thing all the time. You know, I want to write this book, and mm-hmm. so this is these are the steps I'm going to take to do it. You write it down. And they say that if you write something down, you're more likely to achieve it. If you're looking at it regularly, you're more likely to achieve it than if you just say, oh, I want to do this thing. Um, and then just walk away and never think about it again.
1: This is a great thing when you you talk about making New Year's resolutions.
2: Absolutely. That's why we're doing this in December is to kind of get people prepped for that.
1: Because usually by the end of of January, that's it for the and, and all all the gyms that were filled up at the beginning of the month are exactly. not anymore. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go to this and you know maybe you stick with it. So exactly.
2: Yeah, that's our hope.
1: We've only got we've only got a little over a minute left for uh, just to the the Rappenick Writers Conference. Thank you for again for both of you for being involved and in putting something this to this together. This is you, you talk about jewels in the community. This is one of them
2: absolutely and and we hope that this builds not just in, encourages individual writers but helps to build our community of writers um so that people get to know each other because that's Hmm. the beauty of this in-person event is you get to meet other writers um so you don't feel alone anymore you're not an island by yourself you actually have other people who are doing the same thing and um you get to know people who maybe could help you along the way or just know that you know this is something that other people are doing too and and you're not completely crazy for wanting to write a
1: book there still is a virtual component that you can sign up for
2: absolutely and you know feel free to people can feel free to put themselves on the waiting list because people do say oh I can't come mm-hmm. um, and then we will add waiting people on the waiting list to the to the uh, registration.
1: Good stuff. And the book launch for the, for Rachel's Dream, uh, Tracy, is November the 13th. That is a, just a fascinating thing, just a, a whole yes. part of Fredericksburg that we don't know a lot about.
3: Yes, definitely. Um, so it is Monday, November 13th from 530 to 7 at our Fredericksburg branch. And you can buy the book, you can meet the collaborators and celebrate the launch.
1: LibraryPoint.Org for uh, all the information. Again, the Rat Panic Writers Conference, Saturday, November fourth. Thanks to Joy O'Toole and Tracy McPeck. Thank you both for coming in. Thanks for what you do in the community. Thanks.
2: Dad. Thanks so much. We're glad to be here.
1: Yeah. That is it. Thank you for listening. We will uh, see you on Monday.